In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no escape. Comic exposure begins in 3, 2, 1. Oh, welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. My name is Josh Buckley, and uh, my podcast pal is the one, the only. Happy Teacher Appreciation Week. Travis Ratz here. Uh, actually, by the time this airs, Teacher Appreciation Week will have been done and gone, and no one will appreciate us anymore, Travis. No one will appreciate what we do. Is there a in podcast the appreciation week? Like a podcaster appreciation week? There it is now. Next week, podcast appreciation week. Find a podcaster, support them somehow. Buy Dear a drink. Joe Rogan, I'm writing this letter to tell you thank you for all the sage-like wisdom you've given me for over the years. My biceps Ooh. are now 0.25 inches bigger. And I never not have a boner. And um, I love so- Austin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So you welcome to Comics Warrior Podcast, where Travis and I delve deep into graphic novels or trades, or on an episode like this one, we talk about what's going on in sort of the comic book media world. You're here for a variant episode, everybody. A variant episode. It's been a while since a variant episode, Travis. It is. It is. Yeah. yeah. We've just so, been, we're, we're just like... Look, we found a lot of good books. We were plowing through books. Yeah, yeah. And so sometimes are. Josh and I, we, we do podcasts uh, just on our own, and then we put them in a vault. Yeah. Uh, and the good ones we put in a vault volt a volt and josh and i have been doing some amazing podcasts and we're like yeah. these are too good they're too good to they're put too out good to share yeah too good to share so so we put them in the vault we lock them over like disney we're like disney yeah. we're gonna release them eventually you can't have them now do you remember the disney vault that's how they used to yeah, get you exactly now they get you with disney plus they don't need a vault anymore yeah so they our just... great podcasts are I and mean, actually it was really kind of disney to let us use their vault so you'll yeah. find a couple of, there's a really great moon Knight episode next to song of the south in that vault um, oh. And there's like the cover of Little Mermaid where you can see like the dong and the yeah. Uh, that's next to that's uh, there. That's uh, an there. incredible Hulk uh, trade we did. Yeah, yeah. All right. So I want to start Travis. off. Travis, I want to start off. Let's yeah. start up. Let's do a warm up. Yeah. yeah. Let's do a warm. Here's here's a pop word, culture word property. Associ- word, word association. What do you got? Do you uh, park. And wreck. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> How about Jurassic? <laughs> Oh, man, Jurassic Park. Are you excited for the new Jurassic Park? That's what I want to say. First of all, what is the name of this new Jurassic Park? It's like World something or Lost Range or it's got to be Lost or World. It's Jurassic World something. I don't know what it's called, but I You keep talking. I'm going to figure this out. (laughs) I love all of the characters. I love the original Jurassic Park. There is no... It is my favorite movie. I had an interview this last week. I had an interview last week, and they literally said, all right, we're going to do a... We're going to do a rapid fire question round. Here's an example. Your favorite movie is, and I was like, Jurassic Park. That's that. That's there's no, there's world no second. domination like, is what it's called. World do- Jurassic World colon domination. Got it. It looks good, man. It looks good. There's dinosaurs in the real world. They're running around Italy or something, mm-hmm. Spain. I don't know how they got there, but they're there. Gondolas. Gondolas. Um, it's that's Rome. There's a. <laughs> Uh, a Dilophosaurus just <laughs> that's a good one yeah. for a gondola driver yeah. no I, yeah. I'm with you because um, you get the question I mean it's obviously listen when you're uh, even bad Jurassic Park is good Jurassic Park I like 
number three. No one should like number three. Travis Rats, I like number three. With the little baby, the little baby dinosaurs that come up in the little pack and they like peck your peck your eyes out. No, that's number two. Oh, that's number two. Number three is when they go back to the island, the original oh. island. I think. Aren't those little babies in the island? Oh, though, be, but because part of number two happens on the island, a little bit of part. Yes, yes. Uh, on the other island, there's mm-hmm. a second island. That's a number two, I think. Yes. Um, and then the third one, some kid and his dad get caught paragliding, and they call Alan Grant to go back and find them. Right. At Jurassic Park, and they dude steals an egg from a raptor, and the raptors chase them. I think it's a raptor egg. Yeah. And right. he does a thing. He makes a sound, and the raptor makes a sound too. Oh, because he's got the little conch or like a the like a, a the skull throat or something. Like yeah. a no, it's a it's like the three D printed throat of a velociraptor. So <laughs> I think w- that works. Uh, yeah. If I three D printed your throat and blew into it, would it go like Ha, Travis Rats? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> little Scampasaurus. Be careful. You don't want to know what comes when you blow that Travis Rat's throat. Um, so, <laughs> so um, I am with you, Josh. Like yeah. when you uh, like for and also p- public service announcement. It's a very common question when you're meeting people or you're getting to know people or whatever it is, maybe even in interviews. Uh, people are going to ask you what your favorite movie is. Have one queued up, okay? Don't give this answer of like, well, it's hard to pick one, or I like all this one. I, yes, we understand that we're not. It's not a legally binding contract. We know that you can no. change your opinion anytime, but have one queued up, people. Don't have give this. Up. Well, I can't pick one. I so like, give us something. I and just mine movies too has, much. Been, no. has been locked in Jurassic Park for a nigh decade now. Since I was like eleven, it's yeah. been locked in as yeah. my as my film of choice. It cannot be taken out of that spot because even today, if you watch it today. When the jeep stops and they see the brachiosauruses, brontosauruses walk by, they see it, and then Alan Grant sees it, and he takes off his glasses, and then he turns Ellie's head to see all of the dinosaurs, and then the doctor goes, "I'll show you." Oh God, still goosebumps. The, the, the man. glasses, the way he fumbles with the glasses, yes. just the, just the what, what, what? what? <laughs> Perfect Steven Spielberg cinema. It is great. I you, uh, you have glasses, perfect. so God, if I had yeah. glasses, I would master that move and use it in the classroom all the time. Uh, uh, Mr. Ratz, can you come see my essay? <laughs> well, they have to That's be kind good. of bendy because his glasses one. are that kind of wiry, bendy kind of sunglasses. Yeah, you can't see Josh right now, but he pretty yeah. much nailed it. Other than the, yeah. the wiry glasses part of that. Um, do you know? So right now, it was way too expensive, but I almost. Gabby and I almost got tickets. The Phoenix Symphony is playing along to the movie. You go see the movie and the Phoenix Symphony. The the Phoenix Symphony is playing along to it. Oh man. A little too much. A little too much for my blood. What are we talking about? I'm not 60 bucks a pop. No, no. Really? More than that. 60 bucks seems like more than fair. I think it was I think it's more than 60 bucks. Unless she was giving the total price. But I felt like a lot. I don't know. Yeah, felt Sorry. like exp- I felt expensive. Sorry, Doctor Grant. Uh, I'm no, gonna need. No, I'm gonna no. need a grant no, to I'm, get. I'm those excited tickets. for it. Look, I, I know I don't really love what's his name as Brett? the the. I don't really love him as the main character. But there's dinosaurs. You're bringing back the old characters. You're hitting me with nostalgia. I'm in. Yeah, 
I, I, I feel the same way. I don't I don't even remember the last Jurassic Park, the second one of this new series. It was so forgettable to me. I never watched it more than once. I know they're like in a it's, mansion for most of it. Yeah, it feels like well, because like they're selling the dinosaurs on the black market. Right. That's what it is. And yeah, there's that big like dinosaur fashion show at the end. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's and when they're gassing. Them. The that's Velociraptor is wearing the newest of all feathers. <laughs> oh, they're gassing them. Oh, sorry. I misinterpreted yeah, that. Remember they gassed them at the end? No, I is don't. I don't remember. Any yeah, of that's they're like, we have to, the dinosaurs are trapped and they're all like, then they let them go and the and that's how why they escape domination out in the world yeah i'm looking forward to dominating. that i'm also kind of looking forward to it let's get these let's get these three out of the way so then uh we can uh start a new uh like why does it always approach. have to be why does it have to be threes do we blame yeah. that on star wars it's star wars is star wars the reason everything's in threes yeah yeah. Right? I think why so. Why does everything have to why does everything have to be a trilogy? I'm trying to think if there's any other threes. Like because Bond is like, we're doing 30s. Right. Well, I guess Godfather, but I don't think Godfather. Yeah, Godfather was a big gap between those. Well, I guess it could yeah. be a big gap between things, but But I just yeah. feel like a trilogy, I guess, like I guess it makes sense. There's a beginning, a middle, and an end. We create stories that way, so a trilogy makes sense. But do they always have to do trilogies? I don't know. I feel like you could have just done that one-off one with the Jurassic World, and that would have been good. Yeah. It sets it up. Oh, history's repeating itself. And then bringing a new crew that's more like, uh, uh, I want to see them like on the uh, African savanna, you know, and like some bush hunters, like some like local mm -hmm. native bush hunters and things like that. And then we talk about, you know, like uh, poaching, and, and uh, which is always kind of a background theme of Jurassic Park. And, but yeah, just yeah, a yeah. really cool, scenic African sunsets. Ha! Mix oh god Josh, you mix in John Williams score with some like tribal underbeats to it. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm stoked for it. I'm stoked for it. So let's talk, let's talk Moon Knight. Let's talk Moon Knight. Moon How far did you make it into Moon It's Night? a marvelous night for a moon night, moon baby. Night. Uh, I only got the third episode. Uh okay. that's, all, that's all I'm getting. That's all I'm that's all I'm getting. Uh trap, I'm gonna tell you. I agree with you. Mm. I watched the first episode, I enjoyed the first episode. Second and third episode, I felt they tried to lean into comedy too much. Yes, that's the one reason the suit. Yeah. Four, five, six. Good stuff. Really? It re it pulls itself back. I didn't want to finish it. I didn't want to finish it, but Renner was like, let's watch Moon Knight. I'm like, okay. It gets better. Okay. And I mean, you I know, can see you know that how like you know how the Winter Netflix Soldier. series, yeah. you get in the middle of the Netflix series and you'd be like, all right, guys, it's getting a little long. Bring Daredevil back. Yeah. I feel that this was maybe only, even though it's only six episodes, I think that's probably two episodes too long. The last, the last uh, scene I watched, I think it was, I think it was three. It's where they reveal that he's, he's taken over, Moon Knight's taken over the body. And then we re open the window. And we see that he's in Egypt. That's yeah. the last scene. That's I two. I think it's two. Oh, that's two. Okay. So I watched yeah. two episodes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, so I wa watch it. I, I'm with you. I thought the first I liked the first episode and then the second episode I felt like it it tried to be too funny. It played up the it played up um Stephen Grant a little too like Woody Allen-y, like ooh, I can't do anything, you know. It played it leaned into that. A I mean, little I'm, too I'm much. able to remove Moon Knight. I mean, seriously. It's a, it's a Moon Knight. It's a Moon Knight. Somebody I'm called not Van, a Moon Knight. Somebody called Van Morrison. Um <laughs> Let me ask you this. Uh, after yeah. watching these six episodes, 
do you have a more solidified idea of who Moon Knight is as a character uh, and how he I works? A, no, I have a more solidified idea of the um, mysticism behind Moon Knight. Okay. So they leaned a lot into like the Egyptian, what's the, how, where did his powers come from? And it's, and it really ends up being like a battle of Egyptian gods, mm, right? That's what it looked like which, yeah, from the first two. Yeah. Which isn't really, which like a lot of the early Moon Knight doesn't feel like that. So I will tell you if you wanted, so if Moon Knight is supposed to be Marvel's Batman, mm-hmm. it is not the case in this. He's not very Batman like. You don't see him running around cities at night saving people. That's a movie we didn't get. That happened before this movie. Right? Mm -hmm. So it alludes to the fact that, you know, um, Stevens, you know, that are that Mark Spector has been like patrolling the night. He feels almost more like a Bond like agent in the first two eps, like his, his, you know, like where he's like working for some like organization and there's like some. It's like clandestine, but it's also like he's so, an agent of some kind. Oh, uh, he know. was he was like a, a mercenary, right? Okay. So he was a mercenary, and then he becomes Moon Knight and stops being a mercenary, right? And so he's cleaning up the world. But you don't see that movie. I would I would have liked to have seen that movie. Mm-hmm. This was a sequel, but it's it it's like a sequel to a movie that didn't happen, but still gave you his origin story. Right, right. And right. that's and it really, I mean. It does an interesting job. I mean, we talked before about how, you know, because we read A Moon Knight and that leaned heavily into the sort of like, I'm in a mental institution, blah, blah, blah. It hits that later on and it's really unclear whether it's a construct or it isn't a construct or it is. So it really plays with that a lot, but it was done in a pretty good way. I enjoyed it. I would have preferred that they didn't lean into the big Egyptian god um that's the battle to save the world right Mm -hmm. because i feel like the more we do that in marvel there are too many superheroes why isn't anybody else showing up to take care of this right that's the thing that gets a little a little weird for me and i guess you can do that right now because iron man is dead captain america isn't captain american anymore um shield doesn't exist right so i guess that takes away all of the global ability of these superheroes to do something and captain Marvel's wherever she is. So she can't just fly there right away. Um, so it's just, I don't know. It's one of those things where it feels like Nick Fury had did not do his research very well. Cause when he was assembling the Avengers, we now know that there were all these other superhuman beings uh, in the background, some of them much more powerful and, and maybe much <laughs> more willing to uh, 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 fight in these battles. And it's like, uh, yeah, but I, 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 um, I enjoyed the later half of it. It it kept some of the funny stuff, but it didn't feel as forced. Got it. I mean, there's a giant hippo goddess that shows up, and I actually thought I would not like that part. That was a pretty good part of the movie. Or a pretty I, good part of it. This the thing. I, well, one, I'm a huge Ethan Hawke fan. I think he's. Uh, I, I I like him as Under, an actor. Ethan Hawke underutilized. I, I also, underutilized. Okay. This. I also like him just as like a person. Like he just seems like he does cool TED talks. Like he's got a good style. He likes uh, great music. Uh, just seems like real chill. Um, underutilized. Okay, I wanted more of him. Yeah, well, you get a lot of him, but he doesn't really do a whole lot. He's there as a presence, Conduit and I guess maybe that's his, yeah, he's that's yeah. good. Um, but it, it there's a there's like a big battle at the end. 
right between mm-hmm. him and Moon Knight, but it isn't big, but it is. I don't like. I don't know. It. It. I. Could, I wish it was a. I wish it were a little different. It's not the strongest of the Marvel series, but you're not going to get. Not everyone is going to be amazing. Is it your right? least favorite of the uh, Scarlet Witch, Winter Soldier, Hawkeye, yeah. Moon Knight? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Um, it's right around, it's like Hawkeye level. I liked Hawkeye, but I was like, eh, it was good. But it, like thinking about it now, I don't think it's as good as I thought it was. Because I didn't like how it, I don't like the landing of Hawkeye. I like how Hawkeye okay. ended. I might put Hawkeye as number one, maybe. For me. I just didn't like the ending of it. I didn't like how it ended. Yeah. I don't like how they treated. I don't like how they brought Kingpin back and made him. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah. A little softer. I did. I mean, <coughs> it was good. It was a good Christmas feeling, fun thing, mm-hmm. right? But I, I think Loki was probably the best one. I think. Loki, oh, I forgot about Loki. I gotta rewatch Loki's, Loki. Loki's probably. I think Loki's the best one. Especially Wandavision. After Strange. Right. Yeah. All right. So. Into there? Let's segue into it. I okay. haven't seen it yet, yeah. but I don't. I don't care. I just want yeah. your opinion. And I'm not. It's I'm not your... going to like. So like, if you really want, like, I'm not going to spoil anything. So, uh, but yeah. I, I, I'm gonna. Well, nothing. What are your feelings about nothing it? that's going to make this you is right. yeah. So if we think about it, this is the second film post Endgame, and right? Second strange uh, solo film. And well, after the event, after the giant mega movie that was Spider Man No Way Home. So, well, how we does also how Shang do you Shang Chi right? That's the, that's the uh, oh yeah, I got Shang Chi, but Shang Chi felt too, wasn't there? Shang Chi, oh Eternals, but who Eternals, cares about yeah. Eternals? How, what how does Shang Shang Chi didn't feel like it was setting up anything with the world, right? It felt very on its own. He, oh, well, it's interesting you say that. So this is supposed to be world setting. Yeah. Okay. So does it? Okay. Uh, the movie when I first started watching the movie, I said, oh, oh. What do like, uh, and and I was the uh oh comes from, I think since the well actually with these new movies like um, Shang Chi and stuff like that, they're starting to develop almost like a visual equivalent of a comic book house style, which is like um, these really uh, unapologetic representations of costumes on the screen, the way they light. Uh, these characters now, like in Shang Chi, it's like nothing is like hidden, so it's just like, oh, that's a lot. That's a lot on there. It doesn't seem to be gelling. It feels like it feels like this is kind of their high, uh, house style. People kind of jump around in a very video game type way and float, yeah. and you're like, really? Like, it doesn't there's no uh, as attempt to ground anything like yeah. in the early uh, Iron Man's Captain America's. Now it's just like people floating and beams and stuff like that. It's a lot of that recently in there. Um, yeah. And so as I was watching it, I was like, oh, I don't, this, this isn't, re-. like, it's a lot of people floating and shooting beams. Uh, but then uh, uh, at about the halfway point of the movie, Raimi kicks in. The okay. Sam Raimi of it kicks in. And yeah. that's when you're like, okay, this is this is new. This is fun. This is this is a uh, a take. Uh, this yeah. is we move from house style into this world, which I thought was really interesting because if it was done in a comic book, if I was reading issues and it was like a six issue arc, and the first two were kind of a house style, and then the third you bring in like a a much more uh, you're like, oh, this took a this took a turn here. Like you have to have that patience. So I think. 
when you first start watching this film, you're like, though this is a Marvel film and it's that house style. And then you're like, oh, right. I forgot Sam Raimi directed this movie. And here he is in his full Sam Raimi, like mimicking shots from Evil Dead uh, and stuff like that. So it's it's fun like that. Uh, Did you get everything you wanted in a multiverse movie? Do you wish there was more? Did it set up? My least favorite part about this movie was the multiverse part. Mm, Okay. My least favorite. I think this is a Halloween movie that should have remained a Halloween movie, but it had to bring in the multiverse. I wish it was just called Doctor Strange Madness and not Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness. Okay. Now, uh, of course, am I susceptible to when I see these little treats from the multiverse uh, and the... When When you see the wheelchair... Yes. Uh, Did it make you it's not special? about the the wheelchair, Josh. It's about the score. No, you dare. They did not do that. I should have let you discover that. But that was my one. That was my one. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah, like, do you think it sets up enough? Well, how do you do you feel it opened up the world or did it feel like, oh, maybe they're not setting anything up? No, and yeah, you know, I was watching the audience a little bit too in this because at ports, like the audience would literally, I was sitting next to this guy who went by himself and his big, maybe middle-aged guy. And at one point, he gets to the edge of his seat and he stays at the edge of his seat for like 15 minutes. I'm watching his face. And I'm kind of looking down the row at things. And yeah. at the end, I hear people seem to enjoy it. But there was this kind of like, oh, come on. Because I think a lot of people, some people, you get, you know, people go to these things for different reasons. And some of the reasons that people go to this is because they don't, they're not so concerned about the characters or the tone. They're just like, how does this build the world? Yeah. That's what they want. They just want to be like, I don't want to miss out. I want to know how this you know, what yeah. part of the playset is going to connect to this part of the playset? That's, that's me. Like, that's like that's why I'm watching all the TV shows, right? That's yeah. why I'm watching the Disney shows. That's why I'm going to go see Multiverse of Madness, like, this weekend, right? I don't think it scratches that itch as much as those people want. Because no. I think that's what we were all kind of thinking for this movie. This movie is going to be, like, we have the Chang-Chi, Eternals, uh, Spider-Man, and you kind of just, like, all right, here's some playing around in the Marvel Universe, but this one is going to set the board for how it is. It does some of that. For cer- Certainly it does some of that. You, you will get some of that. But I, don't, I think everyone, when you hear the title Multiverse of Madness, you think that it's going to be, when the, the story's over, nothing is We've the brought same. everybody back, right? We yeah. brought everybody back, but I guess, or we brought everybody you wish was here, here. Um, yeah, okay. uh, I think it, I think it, I, and I don't know, I think maybe that's smarter. I think it's just kind of like, uh, it's, they're setting the table. It's just more table setting for it. So I, I, I wonder like, if, if like this whole phase, like, you know how they ended with the, infi- you know, Infinity War and stuff like yeah. that. I wonder if we have to wait that long for that big final, you know, uh, battle world type combining, yeah, I combining know, of things. I, I, I was reading, I think it was an interview where Kevin, what, what's his Feige? name? How do you say this? Feige was like, there is no Avengers anymore. Like there isn't an Avengers movie. Hmm. Like that, that doesn't happen, right? Like we're, there might be something that comes out, but it's not going to be Avengers Assemble, right? Like we uh, did that. Yes, 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 yes. And so there might be a big bad, but it won't be 
Avengers Assemble. It'd be this part of the world is playing with each other. And this so part of the instead world of like two Avengers movies that tells big story, you might have like five individual title movies that really are just one big movie, but we're following one different perspective each time a little bit more than the others. Or like we're getting Thor and you know, the next Thor movie is also a, uh, right. And once it's all set up, it's yeah. It's like, okay, spider it's battle world. And this movie is Spider-Man battle world. And it's like, we're progressing the battle world plot, but it's from Peter Parker's kind of mostly point of view or Dr. Strange right. battle world, or, you know, Thor battle this world. Might, and I wonder if this is just, you're right. Maybe this is the, like, let's set the stage and plant all these little eggs. And then we'll do another round of movies that kind of build up to the big movie, right? It really is like a summer event. It feels like they're building up to a summer event where you have to buy every title to get the event. You know, like Age of Apocalypse, yeah. you have to buy the uh, Externals one. You have to buy the X-Men Uncanny. You have to buy the... Uh, yeah. And I, I wonder... It's obvious that they are looking at how comics are released to determine the structure of how they release these big stories. It feels like it's too much coincidences on on how these stories progress and how they daisy chain into each other. That is so unique to comics for, you know, right. 60 years of comics. And now we're like, what if we take those structures and we use them in film? Yeah, I like I'm interested. I, I, I'll be I'll be interested to see to see where it goes and, and what happens. So I'm, I'm stoked to watch it this weekend. I think you will. I think it. I think you'll I think you'll go in Stoke and I think you'll leave Stoke. Okay, that's good. That's good. And all uh, right, I man. think you'll like the Raimi aspect of it. I think you'll, it will. It will I, I think that'll be fun. I think yeah. I think that'll be a fun part of it. Uh, what else? You, what else have you been reading? What have you been watching? What have you been? Any other nerd stuff going on for you? Um, what else have I been reading? What else have I been watching? Not really. I've been doing a lot of music stuff and film stuff, but not as much like straight up, like. IP stuff. How about you? Yeah, I've been I've been diving in. I want to let I want I kind of want to talk about this. I want I want to talk about. Uh, we recently we are going to like we read a little bit of Brew Breakers. Sean Phillips. We read three books of you know we read a little bit. We read the entire thing up yes. till this last we read, week. up up till <laughs> the three right. So we 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 read the three parts of uh, Reckless. I want to talk a little bit about. Um, how we get comic books and what does that look like now right mm -hmm. um you were a kindle person you mm -hmm. read comic books through the amazon app mm -hmm. i was a comicsology person mm -hmm. now we're the same thing baby multiverse we're, we're on the same plat. we've been brought together yes yeah. battle kindle can kindle and uh, one platform two platforms enter one platform leaves and it's all owned by Jeff Bezos, so we yeah. can help him get to the, we can help him get to space. Um, I want to talk a little bit about my buying habits as of as of late as a comic book reader, mm -hmm. right? And, and what what I've been doing as a comic reader, and how I think or how I wish comics, how I wish they would go, how I want them to go, but I yeah. don't think they I don't think they will go, Travis. Hit it. I think this Brubaker Phillips model is the best damn model for comics. I will also mm. tell you, I love the DC black label. Let's do a book every three months and put it out and it'll be bigger and it'll be 40 pages and it'll be in, it's a bigger size. The covers are that sort of like card stocky cover, right? That gets me to buy a book. I don't want to buy floppies anymore. I don't need 
bags and boards. I don't need long boxes, but I will buy if you're going to put out a story and it's going to be complete in three or four oversized issues. You got me. You know what? You know what I think you're 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 tuning into maybe subconsciously here is you kind of are looking at the uh, comic book market. You want to go in more like the vinyl market. Like it feels more Maybe. Like, more like it's like, okay, it's not like this monthly thing. It's like we're treating these stories as something special. We're going to package them in a way right. that, that is alluring. Uh, I, uh, I went, look, we, we, I just sent you and Dr. Dan a Jeff Lemire book that came out in single issues. I read two of them. I liked it. I was very, very tempted to spend $125 on this hardcover version of it that was stitched and he was signing in it. And no, it didn't, he didn't sign. Is it mind management? uh, No, it's the, the, it's a new one, Maze. Maze, Uh, Maze or so. I can't remember exactly what it is. But Jeff Lemire book, I read a couple issues of it, really like a couple issues, but I fell off of it because it's monthly and I'm just not, I'm just not reading monthly comics right now. But, he was putting out a hardcover. It looks beautiful. Like it's coming with a, like a, a card print in it. And I'm like, well, that's all really cool. Right. Like I feel I like the sort of cool collectible aspect. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like the monthly grind uh-uh. of reading comic books. Um, I'm really it's enjoying expensive. It's accumulating. It it's accumulating. Uh, right. and, um, and I want to be a little more selective. Yeah, exactly. So, you're, you're spending your money. You're hard-earned money at stuff. You're, you're using your space. You want to select the stories and, and put it. And you also want to cast your vote for the stories that you like so they can keep making right. more of them. Uh, and so when you're just buying everything, like, this is selling. You're like, yeah, but I don't really like it. Um, I, but I love what Sean Phillips and uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, you already got it. You already got the new record yeah, in print. I got I, I got to grab it. that it's hardcover. It's great. I'm going to go get the, I want the other two that I don't have in hardcover. Cause I read those digitally. I want all of them in hardcover. It's great. They look good. Like it feels good to hold them and read them. Um, that's that you'll get me to buy a book. You put one out every four to six months and it's hardcover and it's bigger. It's guaranteed I mean, sale. It's you have a guaranteed thirty bucks in their pocket. And I, I wonder though, is that would I do that for anybody else, or am I doing it because it's? I would tell you what I would do it for Jeff. Jeff Lemire does it. I do it. Yeah, right. Because like, not, and everyone else is it, doing it do yet. It. Like you know, honestly, I think uh, Snyder is moving, trying to do that with uh, uh, um, his like own kind of universe. But he's more like trying to start his own label and not really kind of his own production system of these things. Yeah. But I, I would say that uh, I'm more willing to give you a shot if it feels more boutique from the creators. That's what I want. I want like this boutique experience between my favorite artists and writers. It sounds so bougie. It does, it but so I don't care. Bougie. I'm spending right. my money on it. Get, like, like, make it feel a, personal uh, to me. Make it feel right. like, like, oh, I love your stories. Uh, can you present them to me in a way that is... Uh, uh, exciting to open up and, and to to the announcements coming and like it's gonna wait and I can pre-order it and it's gonna eat in a box and right. I'm gonna open it up and I'm gonna be like oh my god look at the cover on this one the in scenes yeah and, and I exactly and so for me the other thing that's getting me right now is these DC black label books that are oversized that come out every couple months because I I don't have to read them monthly um I it requires me to go to a comic book store. Or order. I've been ordering them for Midtown. 
yeah. because I don't want to, I like, I just don't want to go to, and I can, I'm guaranteed to get it from Midtown. So I order from Midtown comics. They ship them to me because they're a giant comic book store in New York, whatever I'll pay. Here's the other thing I'm paying the shipping price, right? I could, I could go to a comic store, but I like the, I like the sort of like boutique nature. That, that's the word, right? That. So right now I'm reading the Jacques Batman story. It's like two books into it. Uh, and I'm reading the Cliff Chang one, the, the Catwoman story. Catwoman has one more issue. It's four issues long. Uh, I'm in. I'm like, okay, I like it. Every couple months I get, like every couple months I get one. I read it. I'm like, okay, that's cool. And then when the next one comes, I don't have to, I don't have to read a whole trade over. Yeah. You know what? Like you would go like, okay, I haven't read the trade. This is six months from now. Or oh, I really want to read Saga, but I don't remember anything that happened in the damn story. Right. The one thing that I appreciate with these like DC books that come out every three or four months is that I can read it and it's not, it's like 40 pages, 44 pages or something like that. I can read it. And then when the next one comes, I can read both of them. Right. Because it's not, I'm not reading a giant, I'm not reading a hundred and, you know, 60 page trade or, you know, a hundred pages or whatever it is before I dive into the dive into the next thing. Uh, they've got me. That's how I want. That's how I want to experience my comics. That's why I think like I've read a couple of those TKO books. Cause I can get them at one time. I like it. They give me a little taste. I can read the first issue. I'm like, okay, I like it. I'm going to order it. Yeah. And like the, are, the you... problem with TKO is it's not, it's not top tier talent yet. Mm -hmm. Right. So what books did I really want to go read? I read the Jeff Lemire one, um, the sentient Ennis. one and the Garth Ennis one. Those are the ones I'm like, but yeah, that, I'm going to order those. But that makes you me got. think, like, so you take someone like Garth Ennis, who's like a little comic mercenary, right? He'll, you know, he, he has his He'll stories. He'll put a comic out anywhere. anywhere. But like, if he took the Brubaker model, like I wouldn't miss a Garth Ennis story. No. If, cause it's like, it's coming from Ennis. Like he's deciding like all, all the factors into it. It's got his stamp on it. I'm like, it yeah. feels like more of like, this is, there's no middleman. It's like, this is right. Ennis's stuff coming to me uh, in the way he wants it to come. Like, and I, I would buy all of it. And right now, like uh, Tom King is doing single issues every month, but he's doing a 12. He does like a maxi series. He's 12, 12 issues. His story's done. I will trade weight that. Because I know it'll come out in a hardcover. It'll be all 12 issues. And I'll be like, okay, cool. I love it. I'm done. I know I'm going to get it. Right. I don't need to read it month to month. I know the story's going to be done in 12 issues. I'm good. I think that for me personally, where I'm at as a comic book reader, I don't want to read The Avengers. Because the story isn't finite. Right. Right? It, does, it's, it changes when you get a new writer. But then it's not, I don't know. Like, I feel like Jason Aaron wrote Thor forever and I thought he was really good, but I can't, I don't want to read that many books right now. Right. But if Jason Aaron did a 12 issue maxi series or did three hardcover Thor books, I would buy them, no doubt. Right. Because I like Jason Aaron. He's a good writer. I like his, what, like, I think, oh, Thor, Jason Aaron, that, I bet you that'd be kind of cool. Boom, I'm in. Yeah, those are the things where I think you think like Conan Conan is a property. We read that right. Jason Aaron run on Conan. Imagine if Marvel, like we're doing a Conan run and we're just going to do three graphic novels. Jason Aaron's going to write it. Right. Yeah. I, I would have pre-ordered all three. 
And it would be right? some, like, and it would be something that you talk about in like the history of comics. It would be like that thing you could point to. Be like, oh, you know who fucking did Conan really well is you got to read these three Conan books. It came out in 2022 to 2023. Three beautifully bound here. They're on the shelf. Grab them, right? Yeah, right. That's to from that's from th- this amorphous like. Hey, Jason Aaron wrote a shit ton of Thor books. Well, what should I read? Um. Well, I think he starts mm. off with like the God, you know, I don't know, but you could skip this part because he's got a different penciler, you know. Right. I think that's the downfall of monthly comics. I'm just not a month. Right now I'm taste testing stuff, monthly comics. I'm like, oh, let me see that. Do I like that? But I haven't read monthly Batman in a long time. Mm. I started reading it when Tom King, like when I was reading it with Snyder, we did Batman Zero Year. I was reading mm. that. I kind of fell off a little bit. Because it was the grind of monthly comics. It's 12 volumes at some point. I'm like, I can't do that, right? And then um, Jason Aaron, or not Jason, Tom King takes over. I start reading that. I'm like, okay, I like his take. I like what he's doing here. And then I'm like, I I die from the grind of monthly comics and I fall off. Well, now I'm not going to read Detective. I'm not going to read Batman because like, I don't know when the new story starts. Mm -hmm. I don't know where to jump in. But I'll read the hell out of this jock four issue thing that he's doing, this mini series he's right. doing, because I'm like, oh, it's it's done. I know where it starts. I know I know where it ends. And I know that there are people who really hate renumbering in comics all the time because they're yeah. like, no, this is the one thousandth issue of you know whatever it is. That's great. That's cool. I love that. But in reality, like when you think of the best selling, what are the best selling comic books in the market? Watchmen. It came out monthly, but it is a collection of how many issues it's done. Right. So today we keep buying it, buying it, and buying it because it's a it's a self-contained story. Uh Batman Dark Knight Returns. Singular story. You buy it together, boom, it's done. I wonder if that hurts the resale market because you know, those things that are so complete and beloved and easy to kind of just replicate and do over again. Those aren't the one, those aren't the wall books that sell for, you know, $5,000. No, right, right. It's like, right. it's like Detective Comics 437. That's the one that is, you know, whatever it is, you know. But do you think that we'll, do you think that you'll see that in modern comic books? Do you think a Snyder book, a Batman book is going to sell for hundreds and hundreds of dollars? I mean, do there you think are single- relatively modern books that, that's that sell no actually no because it's always like because there's so many different covers it's like oh the variant right. black and white cover or that there was that, yeah or it sells for this limited period of time because a tv show starts i was going through some of my comic books i was going to sell some stuff i have that first um, appearance of new characters too is a big one so right. todd Snyder introduced a new character in one of his middle of his runs and that became right. popular than that book yeah Right, but it's not like because it's really old. I think we're beyond it's really old. It's going to sell really well in comics anymore. But I will tell you what, dude, this is I I don't remember if I talk about this on a st- it's about show, the but key we issues, right? As we did we did uh Longbow Hunters. And then I read every single part of that Mike Grell run on Green Arrow. Mm-hmm. You bought me the giant fucking omnibus. Too big. It's too big. It's too, I can't read it. There's yeah. a second omnibus, Travis. I know. There's a part two. Yeah. I almost bought it, yeah. but I'm like, I'm not. Just I can't to have it on your shelf because that's all it's going right. to be. Yeah. But guess what? I was hunting. I I was a hunter myself. I don't think I talked about long it on box the show. hunter. I was a long box hunter, and I found the original three issues 
of That's longbow so cool. hunters they look in good shape too and they are in pristine shape i paid a buck 50 for them and a piece it cost me four dollars and 50 cents for these three books and i've never been so happy at a comic book store yeah i found this because i this little self-contained three-story arc although it spun into one of my favorite runs ever if it were just this and we read longbow hunters if it were just this and they would have gone all right mike Rowell, you did a really good job thank you uh oh you want to do a 12 issue series okay cool i mean he ended up writing it forever and it does go off and isn't as good and then it gets better and it wanders a lot right because that's what comics then did but these three issues are magical, dude. I love them. They're on my shelf because it's a really great run and it's contained in three 40 page, 50 page issues. I think that's maybe one of the things that you can do to kind of re- reinvigorate your um, passion into the comic like market is okay. We know now how we like our comics given to us. That's not the way they did them in the past. But like when you go to these cons now, you can start making your own. Like like I, you know what? He did these four issues that were so key on there. I want to like start packaging, like start finding your own little packages. You know, you know? that there, there are guys who will do that for you. Yeah, there I are know. binding that's places. That's cheating though. Yeah, yeah. We'll take them and bind them. And that's really tempting. That's that's really. Well, I mean, just like, like just like getting him like, oh, I, these yeah. are the four issues. I these are the best. This four run yeah. right issue is here. When you start yeah. getting yeah. into like the twenty, then you're like, okay, that's a whole collection. But just like, I right. love this story, and I found yeah. them all. I just I just think what I appreciate right now is when we let an artist and a uh, an artist and a writer take a chance and tell a story, and we allow them to go play in the sandbox. Because that's what the movie and TV experience is, right? right? We just got a Moon Knight, six episodes. It was good. It was bad. It was whatever. But it was someone's experiment with Moon Knight. And it's there. And if you want to watch those, that's what I feel like. Like, I want that. Give me your take on it. Yeah. Not in six years of comic books. I don't need, you know, 60 issues. Although Why the Last Man is a wonderful 60-issue series. And what I'm saying eliminates that 60 issues. Unless sure. you go like... No, I really like your I really like your vision. Let's write that story. Let's do some that. visions are a little longer than others. That's fine. Right. Um, but I just go like all of the books that I've liked recently that we've done are like, oh, here's a little crime novel taste. Ooh, do you need a second heart? Do you need volume two? Maybe not. Volume one was pretty good, right? Here it is. Here's a little taste of it. We read that Rorschach. That was great. Yeah. It was just a little. Let's spend 12 issues in this world. Okay, cool. We're done. We told Even the story. Texas Blood. Now they're telling a different story with some similar characters, but you got that story. Yeah. Texas, yeah. That's something I really enjoy that piece of comics right now. Like give someone the characters, let them play with it, give it to me. That's why I think I have so many of those 80s Marvel little graphic novels because it's like, oh, here's my little X-Men story. I'm looking at uh, God Loves Man Kills right now. You know, a little Claremont story. One oversized issue. Boom. There you go. Death that, of Captain Marvel. Yeah, Here's your little story. Miller one, the Daredevil one that we love with uh, yeah. uh, Sinkevich. The Sinke- that seven Ke- Sinkevich one. Beautiful. Love and War. War and Love. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Check that out. Um, there's, th- I, those are the things I like. Play with your story. Tell your story. Okay, you encapsulated it. Here we go. Let's move on. Yeah, exactly. That's my comic book experience right now that I want. I think we're on the same page as that. And I can't wait no. to go through some long boxes with you this summer. Dude, I'm stoked. 
I'm going to tell you what. Beer, pizza, uh, and long boxes. Beer, pizza, and long boxes. I, we're going to have to drag Dr. Dan and just just drive around. That's right. It'll be good times. Maybe throw in a couple of vinyl shops, too, because I, I want to get a little bit more oh, into that. Yeah. I got I got a good little vinyl collection. I get more new stuff than I do anything else, but I've got a good little vinyl collection. Um, all right. I think that's it for the show, Travis. Anything that's else you want to talk about? Uh, I think that's it. Uh, um, what you know, Josh is going to go see Doctor Strange, and who knows when we're going to do our next variant? Uh, but I'm sure we'll get his scoop on it. We'll talk more details on that after the whole world. I want to talk a pull that apart talk, to the bones. What do we think is next in Marvel? What do we want next? I think yeah. after we see after I see this multiverse, I think we should talk. Where do we want it to go? And you know what, Josh? You know what I'm thinking. I'm smelling a pitch club coming up soon. Ooh. We gotta talk pitch club. We haven't done a pitch I club like in a long I, time. Pitch club would be good. Uh, I also kind of want to talk. I want to talk. Let's. Here's what I want to do. Here's our pitch club. Pitch me your Disney Plus series. That's our pitch club. Pitch club? Next okay. pitch club. Pitch me your Disney Plus series. Disney Plus. All right. Okay. All I'll right. start. The wheels right. will start turning. Yeah. All right, folks. You can find us on the internet at comicexposure.com. You'll find the episodes and all the good stuff. You can also find it on wherever you get your favorite podcast at wherever your app is that you do that find us rate us subscribe do whatever you need to do uh to 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 make sure you don't miss an episode of the show i think that's it that's it all right we'll see you next trade (laughs) 